Welcome to The Deconstruction with Josh Garcia. I'm here with uh, a near and dear friend, uh, somebody who I met in level one of improv class at Finest City Improv, and we've went through the levels together, and we're currently on a team, and we're currently friends, and so this is one of my oldest, uh, I guess one of my oldest San Diego friends, because I've only been in San Diego for like two years, but uh, I'm here with Meaty Pulaski. Hi, Meaty. It's Pakasi. Pakasi. What did I say? Pulaski? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Russian. <laughs> Midi Pakasi. You're also like the fourth person who I got their last name wrong or didn't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Midi Pakasi. Thank you for being here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she lo- this is like one of my oldest friends, my nearest, dearest friends. And then I mess up your last name. Pakasi. I knew that. Um, I've just seen a few new. So, Meaty, I know some about your, a little bit about your life. Actually, that's not true. I know very little other than the fact that you're from Indonesia uh-huh. and that you love Roxette. Yes. That's about all I know about you. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe we're not as dear as, uh, friends as I thought we were, but we're going to be after this episode because I'm about to find out everything about you. Okay. Okay. All right. So... What year were you born, and where were you born? I was born in a very small town in Indonesia that I bet many people never heard about it. Mm-hmm. It's called Tondano. Tondano. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay, well, now everyone's going to know that I was born in 1979. Okay. That's okay. not... <laughs> that's just barely six years after, before I was born, so you're good. Um... Okay, so I guess I'm 40 years old. Mm-hmm. And what's the, the other question? Oh, that was the only question. So, and you look great for 40. So, you're, you're doing Thank fine. You. So, how long did you live in Indonesia? Um, I guess, uh, wow, uh, almost my whole life, I guess. Uh, so, so uh, what age did you leave? Um, maybe, wow, I'm maybe 24. Five or twenty six. Oh wow! Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're there for yeah most a lot of your okay. Mm-hmm. Um, time out while I go deal with my cat. <laughs> what happened? I want you to apologize to Meaty. <laughs> Say sorry. So fluffy. She's such a little fluffy furball. Here. Meow. Why are you so quiet now? Huh? Get stage fright? <laughs> Alright. Get out of here. <laughs> Go play. Sorry. Okay. So, okay, you, you were in Indonesia till about 25? Is that what you said? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, I don't know it was that long. Okay. So... 
And then you came to the U.S. Yes. Right. Where? Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you move to the? Where? Like, where's the first place that you went? San Diego. San Diego. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Why are you such a hater? Are you going back outside? <laughs> so you moved to San Diego. Uh-huh. That was the first place you went to. Okay. So tell me about, at least from what you remember, mm-hmm. your childhood, like let's say age zero to 10. We'll start there. Okay. Um, what was your family life like? And what was life in Indonesia like? Um, I mean... I guess you don't have a reference because you didn't grow up in the U.S. You don't know how it is to grow up in the U.S., mm-hmm. but you certainly live here now. Um, so, yeah, what was your life like in those those first few, uh, 10 years? Okay. Um, f- the first 10 years, um, I remember I – because my, my father was, and he, I guess he still is an artist. Yeah. So he was different than anybody else. So I I got exposed for very early on in art. So I always had like a what is it crayon and stuff. Yeah. So I always love to draw, and I I learned how to read also very early on, like maybe three years old. Mm-hmm. So I always love reading, and I remember it's kind of very strange in Indonesia, uh, not to um, well I remember. Uh, all my friends, uh, they were like baptized, but my father forbid my mom to baptize me. Yeah. So it was like a big deal in my family when they said, like, my father was crazy for for not doing it. Yeah. And of course, I was as a child, I was, I I thought it was like crazy for him not doing that because my my friends would say to me, oh, you're going to go to hell and stuff. And, but of course, later in life, I can appreciate that because he still allowed me to go to like Sunday school and stuff. But I remember he told me the reason he didn't do it. So uh, later on, I would, I would um, had a chance for myself to choose my own religion. Yeah. So I kind of appreciate it later. And so. is that what he told you that he, the reason he did it is so that because he didn't want to force a religion yes. upon you? Okay. I was angry when I was little oh, really? because all my friends. Yeah. But I appreciated later. Yeah. So uh, was your mom uh, Catholic, Christian? Uh, what, what religion? Protestant. Protestant. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think, I don't think she really knows what it is, uh-huh. but she went to church yeah. because that's what everyone, but I, I think most of, People, are, because I hated to say this, but I I don't really think most people really know what they read on a Bible, but they just they went to the church because it's it's what people do. It's like a tr- a, tr- a tradition. Yes, you just kind of do yeah. it because your parents probably mm-hmm. did it and your family does it. So yeah, yes. yeah, it's the same here as well. Yeah. Um, Okay, so so your mom sounds more uh, like a tra- traditional, yes. Um, I guess quote unquote Indonesian, and in, mm-hmm. for that time and place, and your dad was not. I mean, he was an artist. He was was not into religion. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, I guess just to have that different 
mm-hmm. you know, because I, I feel like if you grew up in a religious household, most of the time your mom and your dad are both the same religion, but your dad was not only, you know, not that, but also had this creative side to him. Yes. Um, did he do art just like as a hobby or like did he do anything professional with it? He actually studied art. He studied art. And I, and I remember he also, he was very into photography mm-hmm. and he even has, um, he would he would develop his own film. Yeah. So he in in our house he has uh, his own like studio where he develop a film, black and white stuff. That's cool. So, yeah. So he's he's a uh, he's he's studying arts um, in his college. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then brothers and sisters. Uh, I don't have brother and sister. Although later my my father remarried, so now I have uh, I have a half sister. Half sister, okay. So you're the only child. Yes. Oh, interesting. For 22 years. Wow. Yeah. And then wow. I got half then, sister. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting because most of the people that have been on the show have been uh, have had brothers and sisters and have, have been the youngest. And I've you know said on every episode like there's something about being the youngest that um, for some reason, people who pursue these creative things like improv or any kind of art that they create, like if they really pursue it like pretty seriously, they're usually the youngest of the of the family. Interesting. Now, now technically, you are the youngest and the oldest <laughs> because you're yeah. the only child. <laughs> so, okay, so what was... Um, and again, you don't really have a point of reference because you don't know what it's like to grow up with brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. But in your view what was it being like being the only child it was kind of lonely yeah yes i imagine yeah i remember lonely i i think at one point i kind of want to have like siblings yeah and i was uh, also a a loner yeah i don't really know how to make friends so right okay yeah i imagine okay so first 10 years Kids are telling you you're going to go to hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much that. Pretty much sums up your entire life. <laughs> okay, so what about okay? So ten to like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. What's going on then? I, uh, I still very much into art. Um, I I remember at that at that uh, age, I start to like draw my own comics. Oh, cool. <laughs> And I read a lot, and I think it uh, for this age, I know I want to move to U.S. because I got uh, exposed into like U.S. TV show. U.S. what? U.S. TV show. TV show. Yes. Okay. Which and ones? <laughs> Full House. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, I just thought, oh my god, it's so cool! They have this nice house and nice car, mm-hmm. and loving family, mm-hmm. a dog, and yeah. but then I thought, I thought I I need to learn English. Yeah, that's one of the the key. But I I don't speak English. Right. So I asked my mom at the time. My my father, uh, he. He went to Jakarta, which is far away from the way I, I live, to uh, get his PhD. So I only have my mom, 
and I still in elementary school, so I um, we didn't have English class, but I really want to learn English, and mm-hmm. I don't know how. So I asked my mom, uh, maybe she could like get me like my my idea is maybe I should try to learn English by listening to uh, English music. Mm-hmm. So I asked my mom, just get me English music. I don't care what it is. So she bought me uh, a cassette. Mm-hmm. And turns out it's a karaoke. Mm. And it's not even a real... Uh, it's not even a... It's, it's, it's not even sung by an English musician. But it's actually sung by Indonesian. But... <laughs> Whatever, you know, at least uh, it's the English music and I got to learn at least how to pronounce. I don't even know if they really pronounce it correctly at a yeah. time. But <laughs> that's my first exposed to the to English music. But it was karaoke, but they were singing. It wasn't yes. okay. So at least it would have been funny if it was just the music without the words. There's the words at least. Okay, yeah. okay good, good. And... So that's my first expose. Okay. And do you remember I, which like what the music was? I remember he has the song like "Party Doll" from Mick Jagger. Party Doll from okay. You Mick. used to be my party doll, and <laughs> nothing's gonna change my love for you. And I don't know if you know "Shoulder to Cry On" by Tommy Page. Mm-mm. My way, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And. I don't remember theirs. And then, uh, but but then I also asked, asked my mom to get me a dictionary. Mm-hmm. So I would just look it up, the words at the dictionary every day. I would just read dictionary. And of course, uh, maybe one year, two years later, I... Um, uh, oh, oh so, so now I remember. And then I, on my school uh, holidays, I went to Jakarta. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet my father's girlfriend. Oh, but I didn't tell my mom about it. Okay, so I didn't know that. So, at what? When did your mom and dad separate? Uh, they're not officially separated yet, so my mom didn't know about this. Oh, so your dad was like having an affair? Yes. Oh, but the girlfriend, uh-huh. she speak English. Okay, and even though maybe they thought I'm. I know things. Even when you're kids, you know things, yeah. you know. And she speak English, and so she would babysit me, but uh-huh. she will also teach me English. Yeah, oh, like wow. the alf- the alphabet, or you know, just like simple things like this is a book, or this is not a book. Uh huh. But it's very actually useful for me. Yeah. Because it prepares me for uh, the middle school. Yeah. So after I got back from uh, my school vacation in middle school, I already like one step ahead from all my friends. Yeah. So I was like the top of the class in my English class. Nice. And and it's funny in my English class in middle school they play Roxette song for my English class. Nice. That's how I got exposed to Roxette. Yeah. But nice. Okay. Well, okay. So. You you go visit your dad and you meet his girlfriend, but you don't like he doesn't introduce her as his girlfriend, right? So he's essentially trying to hide it, or he's not telling you who she is, but no. you you know. You yeah, can, you can I, I know. Even though I was only like 
10 years old, I knew. Okay. Is that the person that he would go on to marry? Yes. Okay, cool. Okay. So, all right, well, let's, then let's go to your high school years. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine you're still into art and stuff, and you're learning English. Uh-huh. So what's what kind of high school are you? What are you doing there? What were your high schools like life out in the world and also in your in your home? It's probably one of the worst year. I don't like high school at all. Mm. Because in my uh, middle school, mm-hmm. um, I love middle school, but high school, I don't know because now. Uh, the kids are more into like how do you say uh they're more mean yeah. you know yep they're more into looks and stuff so i was and i was not into those stuff mm-hmm. and and you know uh, the girls are more into like boyfriends and stuff and i'm not like also into those stuff mm-hmm. so it was it's pretty tough year for me what were you into just still the same thing <laughs> like art and art books yeah and and i'm not into all like partying and stuff and yeah. all my friends are into those and i'm still like this loner and mm-hmm. so i was just i feel like not i i didn't belong in high school at all and when i was still in middle school my english teacher loved me mm. but in high school my English teacher hated me because he was so dumb. He was dumb. She. She. She was so dumb. Yeah. I remember, uh, what what she said? Um, oh, man. She said something that, well, basically, she didn't know. Uh, there's so many things wrong the way she taught English. And I think I'm, I could be a better teacher than her so i start to say like no you this is wrong i probably shouldn't say that i <laughs> yeah. so I, I probably make her feel stupid yeah. that's one of the reasons he hated me yeah so that's why yeah and see also like i i don't know i don't know how the school system in us but in indonesia we have like a main teacher in every class like she will be the responsible for the grade and our English teacher is like my main teacher in um, my my class for so she will be responsible for the for all three years because in high in Indonesian high school we have like a so I will stuck with her for three years mm-hmm. and she will be responsible for all my grades mm. and and during my middle school I always like the f- the first and in my high school, I will be the last. Dang. I thought I'm going to fail high school, actually. Yeah. But at that point, at the high school, I didn't care anymore. Yeah. So. Why? I. And maybe at also, maybe I at it at the time, I didn't know. Maybe also I, I start to have like a depression also at the time. Yeah. But I didn't know what it is. Yeah. And I didn't get help, of yeah. course, but because we didn't, we didn't have that. Uh, we just didn't have the tools yeah. to help people. Sure. So I just, except for like art and movies, I lost interest in other stuff. Yeah. 
Okay, so then um, is your dad like back with you guys during high school? No, I haven't seen him in many, many years. Okay. So, so I can also lost uh, communication with him. So he left to Jakarta mm-hmm. to get his PhD mm-hmm. and then just never came back? Or what? I only met him when I finally in college. So he kind of like missing from my life for so long. Yeah. And well, how did you process that? Or how did you understand? Like, did you know, like, did he explain to your mom and you why he wasn't coming back? Or did she explain or? We, you know, uh, that's before internet, before we don't even have a phone. Yeah. So sometimes we send letters that took months. So... I guess at a time it's just because I thought I tried to make excuses in my head. Oh, he's just busy, you know, and probably he is busy. But only now, after I speak with my psychologist or psychiatrist, I don't even remember, I was always oh, abandonment. Yeah. But I'm sure, see, I'm still trying to make excuses for him. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, he he, he left, and mm-hmm. I mean, eventually remarried and stuff. But uh, so back then, you didn't really know for sure what he was doing, or that he had, you know. I guess it's safe to say that in his mind, he decided to leave, or he mm-hmm. wanted to leave the marriage and all that stuff. So rebuild new life. Build a new life, but mm-hmm. you didn't really know for sure. Or did part of you know a little bit, or did you just not know and you were making excuses and, and stuff like that? I kind of had an idea because I met the girlfriends, yeah. so I kind of knew, oh, okay, he's building yeah. something new. Mm, that's and I heard, like, rumor and gossip, and yeah. so I kind of oh. knew. But I always, I still have, like, a this idealization of him mm-hmm. because I also had a bad experience with my mom. I always, like, fight with her so i always i still have for me my father was my hero so i always compare uh, my father to my mom so yeah especially i had like a i always fought with my mom so yeah okay well let's talk about your mom a little bit then uh i mean why did you fight so much was it just normal teenage angst or was there why didn't you guys get along because I feel I was a good kid. Yeah. I didn't. Um, I'm, um, I always stay home. I never got into trouble. And at least for a while, I've, I, I was at good grades. Mm-hmm. And even when I, have, I had bad grades during high school, it's not my fault. Yeah. You know, I study hard, but just this stupid teacher. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I never do drugs. I just and uh, but my mom, however, she would like brings random guys hang out at my house, mm-hmm. and I was only much later on I realized, well, I I'm a, like only uh, I'm was like still maybe f- during the age age ten to. F- Maybe until I was eighteen, and that's that's not good when you have like guys yeah. around, uh, like teenagers. Yeah, that's that's bad. Yeah, and sometimes uh, she would leave me alone with them. Mm. That's not 
that's not good with like alcohol and stuff mm. but i never touch alcohol yeah except beer but <laughs> <laughs> okay so so she would have guys over and stuff and you were a good kid uh-huh. i mean so would when you guys would fight who would instigate it would it be you like fighting against her or would she get onto you for something she would uh, uh start it like and uh, what, what would it be about actually for example it just uh um at i remember one of the fight that i remember um i accidentally lost my friend book mm-hmm. so because i lost it i think the most responsible thing for me to do is to pay my friend with my pocket money and my my mom got angry to me for being responsible <laughs> and as a child I said why is he get angry at me she said that's like embarrassment to our family for me to do that and I just don't get it and I remember run away from home uh-huh. for the first time ever yeah because and then I I remember uh, my friends uh, because my friend heard about it, and my friends came to my house and said, "You don't have to pay anything. I don't. I don't want." Uh, now, now uh, I remember my friends uh, because my friends now so embarrassed. Uh, she said, she said to me, uh, her her parents said, "It's okay. You don't have to pay. So you don't have to pay." But I said, "No, I need to pay. I need to be responsible." Yeah. But now my friends said, "It's okay. It's just like stupid books anyway. I don't want you to to leave your house because of that." I said, "I don't care. I need to learn to be responsible." Yeah. But I got into a fight for my over this stupid thing. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, so what do you think she was mad at? Was she mad that you lost it, or but she was mad that you were trying to pay for it? I think only now maybe I. Because my mom never, she never went to school at all. Mm-hmm. She actually never learned how to read mm-hmm. until she met my father. Mm-hmm. So my father had to taught her how to read. Mm-hmm. So she, she's a, she has a very low educational mind. So she, the way she thinks just different with me. Mm. So. I think in her mind, if the neighbors heard about it, it's just like embarrassment for her. It just it's just so hard because the way I think and the way her thing is like like heaven and her, I just, I see I don't even know how to but it just we are just so different. Too different. Yeah. Way way different. Okay. Yeah. And it's not her fault actually because she never she never went to school at all yeah so yeah okay so you graduate high school yes yep all right so what happens after you graduate high school what do you do um i always want to be a journalist Mm -hmm. so i uh, i i went to college i study uh, because they my college, my university, they don't have a, a journalism, I guess. So basically, I have to take like communication as a major and then minor in journalism. Mm. So that's, that's what I do. 
and then um, my second year, I got an I was an intern at this major newspaper, and they offered me a job. So that's why I I almost didn't finish college because I said, "Hey, I already got a job." <laughs> yeah. So it took me seven years to finish college because it's so hard to to go to college and go to job go and have a job have a full time job at the same time. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, what was the job that they offered you, and 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 in, like why did they offer you so like you're just a second year student? Oh, uh, so I was an intern at this um, this as as part as 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 part as this uh, college of credit. Yeah, I have to be an intern right. at this uh, newspaper, mm-hmm. and it was just luck when I was an intern. At the same time, they're also looking for a reporter. Mm-hmm. And one of my editors said, are you interested in becoming one? I said, yes. And the editor said, just go. Go uh, go to the interview room right now. And I said, but I don't have resume. And he said, just go. And I, I just go. And then the, the, the boss also just asked, just asked uh, if I want to be a reporter. I... I don't even remember what the interview process like, but I went to the interview and then I got into the training and then I showed them my writing and they love it. And then I guess at that time, I was just lucky because they were looking for someone young to to manage a page for teenagers. Mm. So I was just at the right place at the right time. Nice. And then after that, I got promoted to go to Jakarta. And that's because I wasn't married. And that, that's why they sent me. And because Indonesia, for the first time, we're going to have the first election where people can actually vote for themselves. Because for many years, it doesn't matter who you vote for. The... Oh gosh, I don't know how to say it in English, but that's for for basically for maybe for thirty years Indonesian. Even though you go vote, mm-hmm. but the government already decided who's gonna win anyway. Hmm. But finally, and I forgot the years, for the first time ever, the the people of Indonesia can vote their own president. Yeah. So I got sent to Jakarta to cover the election. Yeah. And I stay, I stay in Jakarta for two years to to be like a, a, a bureau. Is that the right word? Maybe. Okay, something like that. Yeah. Like a correspondent, I guess, for yeah. my newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. For a young. Yes, but because I wasn't married, so and yeah. it, it was actually quite dangerous because there's like a riot. Yeah. Because it's so. This these are the first like truly democratic elections going on. Yes. And uh, oh wow! So how was that experience for you then? It was. It was exciting, and yeah, it was. Yeah, it was exciting. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Especially for a newbie. Yeah. Like me. Nice. Okay. So then, um, 
you're doing that. You're going to college. Mm-hmm. Um, you finally graduate college, or do do, do you graduate college? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And I imagine it's about this time that you're about to move to the U.S. Yes. Okay. So what went what went into that decision, and how did that all play out? Moving to the from Indonesia Indonesia to the U.S. Well, when I knew I was about to move to U.S., then I knew I better finish college. So it was. Uh, I knew I'm probably going to regret if I didn't finish college. Mm-hmm. And why Why not finish it? Yeah, so you finish. Yeah. Cool. And then you moved to the U.S. You're, uh, do you remember what year it was? So you are 25? Yeah, so probably 2000... 2004? No, no, 2006. 2006? Something like that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got my memories bad lately. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Cool. All right. So you move and you move to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So so what was the reason that you moved from Indonesia to the U.S.? Oh, I got um, I got married. You got married? Yes. Okay. And you meet this person. This was a U.S. citizen that you met? Yes. Now, was yes. he in Indonesia or did you meet online or how, how did you meet? I I met him uh, online. Okay. And then I moved to the U.S. Okay, and he got married. Okay. Yes. Cool. Now, having spent your life... In Indonesia, mm-hmm. um, what was it like living in a whole new country? Was it was it a big culture shock, or was it yes. s- okay? Well, I mean, so yeah, just talk about that and the, the the differences between Indonesia and the U.S. It's a big culture shock because a month before I moved to U.S., I got my article published in Associated Press, mm-hmm. and then a month later, I suddenly got nothing. I don't even have a and this is not, this is like literally, I don't even have like one penny in my, in my wallet. Mm-hmm. So it really affect my, my self-confidence. Yeah. And then suddenly I will go somewhere, I will speak to people and they, they will say, say that again. Mm. And I keep thinking, wow, just a month ago I was... I was doing a job for Associated Press. Yeah. And then suddenly here people don't even understand what I'm what I was saying. Yeah. And it I I was sad. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously life isn't like what I saw in Full House. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. No, that's like no one's life really. Mm-hmm. Because nobody can afford to live in San Francisco where they live. Yes. Yeah. And no Ferrari for me. No. Okay. So now you're here in the U.S. Um, culture shock. You, if people aren't understanding you because you guess you have a thick accent mm-hmm. uh, back then. Um, I guess your yeah. I guess, I guess your journalism career is now over. Or over. like yeah. Wow. Yeah, that must have been a ooh. A shock and a kind of a, a sad thing to, to go through. Okay, so so then um, what are you doing to adjust? And then are you adjusting well? Are you looking for a similar type of jobs? What do you like? What do you do your first couple of years in the U.S.? Well, because uh, I didn't know anything, and uh, I guess because uh, I I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. I didn't know any better. So, did you have any like friends or family over no, here? No, nope. no, no one. Just, yeah, just just your the guy that you married. Yes. Yeah. So I I didn't know anything. 
I didn't know any improv. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was just stuck in this one bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. and I I didn't have a a work permit at the time. Yeah. So I I didn't have any job. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any money. Yeah. So I couldn't even go anywhere because, like I said, I don't. I didn't have any money. Yeah. So, when you met your then husband online, um, and you decided to move to the U.S., what did you expect to like? I guess like were you expecting it to be great and wonderful, or like did you know it was going to be a struggle? Like, did you what were you expecting, and then versus the reality of what happened? I guess uh, I. You know, I always heard this American dreams, mm-hmm. and I always very optimistic person. I was, I was, mm-hmm. and I always made my dreams come true because I always want to be a, a writer, and I did. Mm-hmm. And and I and I thought somehow, somehow I I know of course, uh, life is gonna be hard somehow but and then it's gonna be it's going to work out but i didn't know it's gonna be harder so it's it's tougher than i thought it's gonna be yeah mm-hmm. okay so okay well then let's just move on to or i guess talk about um you do the timeline. So what happens then? How long are you kind of, you know, just feeling out of place and feeling in a tough spot? Like how long does this go on? And, and, and when does it, does it change or does it change? I think I, maybe my first mistake is I, I should probably got my, I should try to get my work permit right away. But like I said, I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. I should try to look it up online, but I didn't. I didn't know why. Maybe I was still. Maybe I got depressed at the time. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I. I didn't. I didn't even remember what happened hmm. in the few, first few first few years. Some. That's the thing. When I got depressed, it seems like the first few years of what happened in U.S. It's. I felt like I got like blackout or something. Yeah. I didn't even remember what happened, but I should, if I got my work permit right away, I think I would be happier. Mm. And then I would have a job, no matter what job it, it was, I think it would, it would help me to get out. Yeah. But instead, I, I just stay home. Yeah. And that's bad. Yeah. And True. Just stay home. And I wish, I wish few years just staying home, I think. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I got my work permit and I work at... Um, at pet store, and I think that's when the things got a little better. Yeah, pe- a pet job. store. Uh huh. Okay, cool. Okay, so then um, take us from working at the pet store, mm-hmm. finally getting out, to when you first started improv. How did you get from there to doing improv and like deciding to do improv? Oh, okay. So, but let me. S- and tell you a little bit about yeah, no, fill in all the gaps, fill in all the details that okay. you, yeah. But even even when I work at a pet store, I still got 
depressed. Yeah. Because I still have in the back of my mind, wow, I was a journalist. Yeah. And now I work at a pet store mm -hmm. where people sometimes still say, what were you saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or sometimes they will ask me question and it took me like a little bit longer than anyone else to like answer and they just got impatient with me and they would say something like oh you didn't speak english can you uh, ask someone else mm. and it really like uh like destroy my self-confidence mm. and i keep thinking oh my gosh when i was in middle school i'm the top of my class for english yeah and here i I'm not good in English anymore. Yeah. It's really painful. Mm -hmm. And I remember I have to print at home the picture of like the coins, the pennies, dime, and what? what Quarter. Quarter. Because I couldn't even tell the difference. Mm -hmm. I know which one is five cents. I know which one is one cent. But when people say, do you have the dime? I said, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Can you just say 10 cent or 5 cent? Because yeah. I it's so confusing. And when I got confused, I I I I changed into panic mode. Yeah. It's scary for me. And yeah. I, I and of course it just it just and I know it sounds so cliche and sometimes I will look at myself in the mirror and I said, Wow, I just don't recognize myself anymore. Mm -hmm. I changed into a different person. Mm. I use and I remember when I was still in Indonesia I well I was I, I always like shy but when I got my journalist job I think it really helped my confidence yeah and I I didn't tell you but I got promoted into like editor when I was only like 22 years old oh wow and then I got I And then when I was like 23 years old, my, my article was published in like Los Angeles Times. Wow. And now I'm working at the pet store when no one understand my accent and I couldn't even tell which one is dime and which one is whatever. Yeah. It's really painful. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I feel like I'm... I feel like when I thought about my past, I, I feel like that's... There's a different person. Mm -hmm. I thought, hey, it just it's like a memory, but it's not even mine. Mm -hmm. That's how weird it was. It's like yeah. a dream. Yeah. And did you ever consider trying to get a journalist job or any kind of yeah, any kind of journalist job here in the U.S. or being like a correspondent in the U.S. for an Indonesian paper? Oh, I, I still do actually. Yeah, but, but you know it. I still uh, write um, Indonesian news to my old newspaper, actually, sometimes. Hmm. But I cannot depend on it because the pay is so <laughs> low. Yeah. Okay. And I, I cannot really do it for U.S. Yeah. Uh, news because my English, unfortunately, is uh, is not good enough. And you may probably wonder why I why I have article published in like Los, Los Angeles Times with my English because... Maybe I should explain. Um, the reason my article got published uh, a few years ago, there's this case. Um, 
uh, it's about Newman. Are you familiar with Newman? Newman is a is a mining company. It's a U.S. mining company. Okay, no, so they had a a mining company all over the world, including where I was born in in North Sulawesi, and basically they were accused of polluting the the ocean in where I was born. Mm. And since I'm a journalist and I was from that area, Associated Press in in Jakarta contact my newspaper newspaper and they asked if there's a reporter in in my in uh, North Sulawesi that can cover that news. Mm-hmm. And since I'm already working as an interpreter sometimes for a uh, US for for a foreign newspaper and I guess they trusted me. Mm-hmm. They said, "Well, we don't have to send our we don't say we don't have to send uh, our reporter to go there. I can just cover the news for them. Mm-hmm. So I brought the news in my limited English and then they have to fix the grammar for me. Mm. So that's why. Yeah. But that's still an accomplishment. Still. So actually, if you type my name and you put Midi Pakasi Associated Press, it still exists. Okay. So Check it out. But that's why I had that that news published yeah but not because of my english yeah so just just for your listener just in case right like, why why the hell yes <laughs> right not yeah english uh wasn't the, the 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 best but your writing was still good and your 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 reporting was still good enough to to, to do it yeah i mean it just has a convenience well, give yourself a little bit more credit than that because you were still very young and working at the newspaper. So you also had talent as well. Maybe. See, I think, so. I don't know, maybe this, I don't know why I still have the tendency to explain. Well, it's fine. But just give mm. give yourself a little bit of applause because I've never been published in the LA Times. Okay. <laughs> so I, I wasn't, it's not just all about luck. You know, luck can take you so far, but. Who knows? Maybe it's not even LA Times. Oh my gosh. Maybe it's a N- NBC something. See, I don't even remember. So just in case, I have to check it out. It's just some guy's blog in his garage. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Um, okay. So um, yeah, continue on telling us from. You're, you're working at the pet store. You're, uh-huh. you're starting to come out a little bit. Still not completely comfortable, I imagine. Um, fill in the next few years okay. up until you do improv. I think after I got my job uh, at pet store and then I finally decided to get a green card. Yeah. So then since I got a green card, I can travel. Mm. And then... So you, so you start traveling. Because my favorite band decided to do a comeback. Mm. So I thought, well, why not just... Because I never seen them live. Yeah. So, which I went to uh, Germany to see them. And then I also went to see them in Argentina. And this is Roxette you're talking yes. about. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just so we're clear of the band you're talking about. Yes. Roxette. And I also went to see them in, wait, uh, Germany, Sweden, Argentina. In the U.S. at all? Indonesia and U.S. Okay. <laughs> and I've seen them because I never see them ever. So I 
kind of like you just followed them around everywhere yeah and i've seen also in indonesia and then of course in us yeah so i've seen in total like 13 times wow nice mm-hmm. okay so the course four years for- <laughs> yeah. nice now are you um are you making friends at all like out in, in san diego are you making any friends like before improv and no no, no. still just a loner yep and is it safe to say, or your marriage didn't work out? No. No, okay. So um, you're still a loner, not making any friends. You're seeing Roxette a lot, so that's pretty cool. I'm making friends outside the country yeah. from Roxette, though. Make, yeah. Making some Swedish friends, some Argentinian yes. Roxette, uh-huh. Roxette heads. Mm-hmm. What are Roxette fans called? Anything? Roxer. Roxers. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, nice. So you mean some Roxers. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so then how do you discover improv? Um, because I love Harry Potter. Mm. So I know nothing about improv. Know nothing. I, yeah, I know knowledge about that at all. Mm. So I, but I, I heard they have Harry Potter's show. In hmm. City Improv. Hmm. That's it. So I went because I love Harry Potter. Yeah. So I I didn't know they're gonna like improvise it. Yeah. So I went to see uh, Roar. Roar. Yeah. I I thought it's gonna be like scripted or something. Yeah. And I watched it and it was fun. Mm-hmm. But okay, I don't know if it's like Roar or is it Dungeon or. Dungeons and Dementors. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the same thing. Like it's Roar, the Roar show, and then includes the Dungeons and Dementors. But it's Harry Potter show thing, but it's improvised. Yeah. And I thought, wow, it's it's. I remember it's just so fun when they do the when they did the. Oh gosh, I. uh, When they do the spell, and there's really nothing there, but the people has to do the whatever the spell they. They uh they cast they cast yeah. So I remember speaking to one of the people at the f- the lobby, and I'm sorry I forgot who's in the lobby, but one of them said, "Yeah, it's just improvised." I said, "Really?" So they said, "Yeah, you should come again next time." Mm-hmm. And the next time, I I uh, came back. Yeah, and it's a musical one. Oh, and it's Sad Boys. Nice. And I think it's a musical night or something. I forgot. So it's so like musical. Yeah. But I'm a sad boys. And then... Uh, but again, I, was, I still think... No. It's just... I don't know. It's a, I, I think, no. They they planned this. <laughs> yeah. And after that, also, I, I speak with the, the person at the lobby. And they said, no, it's... It's a... Uh, it's improvised. But yeah. in my head, I said... It can be, especially if it's <laughs> musical. How come the people at the chorus they will sing the same time? Yeah, you know. Yeah. If it's sure, if it's not musical, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. But if it's musical, why they will sing at the same time? Right. So in my mind, I said no. Yeah. It's a scam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said it's a scam. But then they said, well, there's a, like a free discovery improv. You should take it. And I took a free discovery in improv with uh, Kat Brown. Mm. 
So, they cannot. Yeah. Do. Yeah. But it's, it, even even then, after I took a free discovery improv, I still believe that musical is a scam. <laughs> because there's the chorus part where people sing together. Yeah. You know, I keep, yeah. I keep, you know, how how people will say sing will sing at the same time. Yeah. Only after I took music musical, I said, "Oh, I got it." Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you take the free discovery improv class, uh-huh. and then do you? How do you react to it? Do you enjoy it? It's fun. Yeah. And that's it. Although it took me like three months before I signed up because it's scary. Yeah. But then you eventually signed up. Sign up, yeah. yeah. But when I signed up, I thought. I'm just gonna take in classes, but I would never perform hmm. because to perform is so scary. Yeah, that's why on my first green horn, mm-hmm. um, I lie. I said I couldn't do it. I have I had work. That's yeah. why I didn't do it. I didn't do my first green horn. Yeah, yeah. You're not the first person to do that. If you listen to the show, um, yeah, other people do that because they're afraid, so they just bail out on their first couple of green horns. I understand horns. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> now this is where our paths cross because we took level one together uh-huh, and all the subsequent levels. We had Gary Ware as our, as our first teacher. Shout out to Gary. Yes. Um, now I'm, I'm sorry to Gary because I lie. About the greenhorn? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's, he's, he's okay with it. He understands. Um, so I talked about this on an uh, episode with Dan, but I remember you. I remember you in the first day because... Gary passed out the papers for us to sign, just the the initial waivers, uh-huh. you know. And he passed out pens, and he said, "You know, does everybody have a pen?" And I noticed that you didn't have one, and so I was like, "Oh, just yeah, ask him for a pen." And you were just like, "Oh, it's 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 okay." And and you and you sat there and you didn't ask for a pen, and like you were very quiet and you seemed kind of like meek, and. <laughs> And I just remember, like, oh, there's this, like, oh, she, this, this um, petite, quiet Asian woman who, like, doesn't want to ask for a pen. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if she's going to, I don't know if this is going to be for her. Because <laughs> you know? he was just like, you seemed like so, like, didn't want to bother anybody, you know? It looks, uh, it sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and then you, 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 you were talking about how you, you were taking improv because you wanted to improve your English as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, it turns out my first impression was wrong. You weren't this, or maybe you were this quiet person. I don't know, but you're not. I was. Yeah, I guess improv changed you because you're not this meek, quiet little person. You're you are a force. I think you're a force on stage. You're a, like a hurricane. Um, but uh, yeah, interesting. So so, do you remember much about level one? Actually, and um, how you felt, and how you felt about improv, and how you took to it. M- Actually, I've maybe forgot 80% of it. Mm. But I remember you were the first person that asked my name. Mm. And the reason I said I forgot 80% of it, because I was really depressed yeah. at the time. Yeah. And I remember lying to Gary. And I forgot the rest of it. Because yeah. I was uh, very depressed. But I'm glad I keep coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, depression does that. It's mm-hmm. weird. It, it, uh, I also suffer from depression and it, um, it does that to your memory where things yeah. are just are kind of a blur. Yes. You know, they, they kind of blur together because part of it is your, your, 
you're depressed and you're you're feeling all the symptoms of depression, which is sadness and, and detachment, and you're not really focused, you're not really mm-hmm. present because your your mind's always just you're in your mind all the time, and it's yeah, it's it's a very strange thing. Um, but um, okay, so then I guess talk about your improv journey from level one through level six and graduating. Um, from what you remember, mm-hmm. you know you're enjoying it. Um, are you finding out, like, discovering things about yourself? Are you you're taking risks? Are you frightened? Are you excited? Are you like, what's going on all through the levels of improv? From what you can remember. Well, now I now I know that this is something that I want to do, maybe forever. Yeah. And um, why? Uh, it it really helps me. Um, like I said, uh, I'm glad I keep I keep going uh, in my level one, even when I'm depressed, mm-hmm. because it's better to to go. Because even when I'm when when I was depressed at a time, uh, it still helped me feel better. You know, uh, it. Of course, it 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 doesn't it it didn't cure my depression, of mm-hmm. course, but it still helped to just get out to have to help like have a, like a purpose of the day at least, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and to to be with to be around people, it helps, and um, and um, you know, I always like try to. I was because right now I'm looking for a job, and for a for a long time I was like, it feels like I'm like trying, try to define myself by a job, but now why not define myself as an improviser, and then job is just something to maybe help me pay bills. Yes, but. yeah, yeah. That's a good point because um. I mean, obviously, in our uh, society, um, for at least for first world first world countries, and particularly the U.S., you know, where capitalism kind of drives our culture, and so we are so defined by what we do and having a job and having that job have meaning. Um, but that's not like a. Right, yeah. It doesn't feel like a natural thing, you know, and it seems like a very also a recent thing, you know. I feel like. In the 1400s, they didn't. People weren't defined by their jobs. Yes, they were. You know, um, and and now we shouldn't be defined by our jobs either. Like we, yeah, it should be about whatever makes you happy. That's exactly you. Yeah, yeah, what you're into, what things that make you happy, that make you come alive. Mm-hmm. And f- I think for most people, that's rarely their jobs. I mean, it's it's rare that their jobs are meaningful or, and makes them come alive. And I mean. I guess it makes sense. Why would they? Because it's about. I I don't want to go into capitalism rant, but mm. you know, most jobs, most companies don't care about us. You know, they 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 want. It's about profits. About and you know, it's about using our labor for profits, and they could give a shit about your inner thoughts and feelings. Exactly. Um, so you know, we shouldn't care that much about 
that. I mean, we we, we need jobs. We need things to do for sure. We got to pay bills, but of course, yeah. But yeah, we shouldn't define our, ourselves by our, our work. Work should just be work. Um. Anyway, rant over. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, um, you go through improv. Do you feel like at a point? Do you feel like? besides just having fun and enjoying it, do you like, or do you think like, I'm pretty good at this? Huh? Wow. I, that's, it's really actually a tough question. Yeah. And I tell you why, I guess I was, I grew up in a culture where when you say I'm good, it's people will, will judge you when you say that as a, um, you shouldn't, um, how you say it, like cocky? You shouldn't brag or boast. You shouldn't brag. Yeah. But actually, it's okay to say that. Mm-hmm. You know? But I still feel bad when I say that. But I shouldn't. Yeah. So, I still, I'm, um, of course, I still feel like I still need to, like, um, I still need to learn and keep, like, uh, uh learn more and more but sometimes i'm i'm good i guess yeah but i have bad days sure yeah but still when i said like i'm good i still feel bad to say that (laughs) because for many years i grew up where 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 where, uh, in my the back of my head said no you shouldn't brag it's bad when you brag yeah yeah i I got a little bit of that too Mm -hmm. yeah um, well, allow me. I think you're a very good improviser. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then you also were branched out. You took musical, right? So yes. you and you finally saw the how the sausage was made. <laughs> you finally saw the magic, and you're like, oh, they're not making it up, nope. right? Um, do you like musical? Do you still do musical? I um, I just finish. I just graduate from musical um, maybe a few weeks ago. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Nice. So I took it twice. Nice. So you do like it. I love it. Yeah. It's actually my favorite. Your favorite. Yes. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And you're good. I, I, I took, I think I, we were, took the class yeah. together. Uh-huh. Yeah. I took musical one mm-hmm. and I stopped, I think because I was also just taking other, I was still in regular improv classes mm-hmm. at the time. And so I was just, I got too busy. Um, but I'd like to go back and do it again because yeah. it was challenging for me, um, which is good. And, uh, but yeah, I thought you were, you, you were pretty good at it. Um, you're natural because you're you have musical talent, so that helps. Thank you. Yeah. Um, cool. And then now you're doing clowning. Yes. So how's that going? It was uh, it was so different. It's actually very challenging. It's funny because when I first got into it, I thought it's going to be easy, mm-hmm. easier than any others because I always thought because. Uh, the other improv or like musical regular improv where you have to speak i was since english is not my first language i thought clowning oh it's gonna be easy since Mm -hmm. i don't have to speak Mm. it's actually the hardest one ever (laughs) really because now you have to focus in more like object work and i didn't realize an emotion is actually much much more challenging yeah it's really tough man i i still have not seen a clown show and i really want to um, next week. Next week? When? Mm. What day? Oh, it's, I think it's weekend. Saturday, I Okay, think. if it's on a weekend, I can do it. I'm going to invite you. Do it. Do okay. it. I'll come. Um, but yeah, I'm very curious. Everyone just raves about 
clowning and, yes. and Tommy as a teacher. Mm. And uh, so that's cool. Okay, cool. So, so um, uh, now mm-hmm. let's talk about now. So now you're, you're, you've graduated from improv, you're doing improv, you're on teams, you're on Terra Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, some say the best team of all time. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you're on the dropouts. Uh-huh. Some say the best team name. I say that. I love that name. I just had Keith on. I, I found out that it's called the dropouts because you guys all met during drop-ins. Yes. <laughs> which makes it even better. Um, and you're on... What other teams are you, do you play on? The Babysitter's Club. Babysitter's Club. Another great name. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Cool. And that's just straight improv. It's not a musical one? No. Straight improv. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, so what's your life like now? Um... You, if you have depression, you have depression, so it just doesn't go away, right? You just yeah. have to manage it. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, do you see the therapist? Do you see doctors? Oh, yes. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> so how is life right now in 2019 for Meaty? Pakasi. Thank you. Not Pulaski. Duh. Um, I would say life is actually better with with improv yeah 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 it's um 2019 yeah it's better better (laughs) better Uh uh-huh yeah could be even better maybe i think so i think it's a it's a it's getting there yeah 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. what do you think is missing missing huh i think um i because i still have in my mind, I still, it's probably just more internal thing that I still need to work on, that I still uh, like to judge myself too much, you know, I, so it's more internal Internal stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. And your mom, are you, you guys still have a relationship, you talk? Uh, I have a relationship, but I realize if, if I don't talk too much with her, it's better. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but we we have a relationship and yeah. Do you say? I mean, do you are you do you still have anger towards your mom? Do you have like? Is there? Have you forgiven her, or is it just I don't need to forgive her? This it's just what it is. I think I understand her better. Yeah. As long as I don't talk to her during my PMS, sure, then sure. I just need to shut off my phone during those times then i'm okay yeah yeah what about your dad i actually talk with him like all the time and, really and he actually uh i he actually very supportive with my improv stuff yeah and he knows about it so he's a fellow artist yeah. is he still doing art uh he 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 teach now most days so yeah mostly he just teach teach yeah. what does he teach art oh no, nice <laughs> And are your parents, are they both in Indonesia still? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. And then what about your half-sister? Or sisters or sister? Which one? Sister, sister. Just one, yeah. Yeah, do you talk to her at all? We just like each other picture on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh-huh. that's a big step. Because we, uh, we um, the age different, you know. Yeah. yeah. How old is she right now? Wow, uh, I think she's maybe almost... 17 i think okay yeah, yeah. She's, she's a kid uh-huh. yeah cool um i have some questions that i like pre-wrote oh um fun. i've only done this one other time 
so you're the second person to do this. But let me make sure I don't have any other things. You have anything else we feel like we didn't cover for that that the people should know about you, about who Meaty is? You, I mean, you, you've posted some of your artworks on fo- on Facebook, and I didn't know that. But I, the first time you posted one, I saw this. I mean, I forgot how long ago it was—a few months ago, maybe a year ago. I just, I was like, oh, like I didn't know that you drew or that you did art because i think uh, i i only start drawing again 2000 probably 2019 yeah because i haven't drawn maybe in five ten years so why is that that you didn't do it for so long and why did you get back into it i guess i got inspired this year from improv you think i think so yeah 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 i mean i still draw in the last 10 15 years maybe just one drawing per year mm. because I just kind of lost interest in many things. Yeah. So. You're, uh, you're really good. I, I, I like you. You have a very unique, it's a very cool style. It's like almost minimalistic, um, but very, very good. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not an art critic. I don't know which adjectives to use, but I like it. Thank you. Um, we should have like a, like a painting night or a drawing night with okay. some people. Like just get like, all of us together and just all draw. That sounds fun. I can't draw for shit, um, but I like to paint. Oh my what? Well, no, okay, I say that. I painted like maybe five times in my entire life, but every time I've done it, I enjoy it. I just don't do it. We should, we should do it then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And maybe you can give me some art lessons. I, well, that's actually, I don't know. <laughs> we just have to just do it. Just do it. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Here, on to the questions that I have. These are right now the official questions of the deconstruction podcast <clears throat> when is the last time you got really mad about something oh really mad actually maybe a few months ago i don't remember exactly when but a few months ago mm, i was hosting fci mm. but i i wasn't mad at fci but someone that i cut off from my life decided to give me a call and Imagine you you were about to hosting, and then this person gave you a call, mm. and I cut her off from my life because it's a she was a toxic person. Yeah, and then she called, and just I was just got triggered, I guess. Yeah, and did it affect you your hosting, or did you? I try not to, but yeah. after I I host, I was like I think I got like almost like got into like deep depression after mm. that night. Dang. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, she's still cut off, mm-hmm. and she hasn't. Good. I already uh, I block her. Okay, so. good for you. All right. What is one thing you don't like about yourself and want to change? I apologize when I didn't do nothing wrong. Okay. Stop doing that. See, I almost apologize. <laughs> yeah. For, for what are two things that you really like about yourself? I guess one, I'm creative. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm. I think I'm a kind person. So you guess you're creative and you think you're a kind person. <laughs> Try it again. Just say it. I'm kind. I'm creative. I agree. I do like. I like those things about you as well. Um, okay, this one uh, I'm going to put some limitations on it. Because this question is, what's a song, band, or album that you really love that isn't Roxette? I'll tell you what. 
What's your favorite Roxette song? And then, other than Roxette, what's an album or a band that you really enjoy? So first, what's... Fa- your favorite Roxette song. Let's honor her since she, she's your favorite. Mm-hmm. Wow, he's tough. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's really tough. <laughs> and she is listening. She's one of our listeners, by the way. It's, it's they, actually, because they're doing... Oh, the, sorry. They mm-hmm. are listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. But she's definitely listening. Oh, shit. The curl oh. singer. Well, it's really tough because there's so many. Okay, you got five seconds. Okay. Five, uh, four. Okay. It must have been love. It must have been love. Mm-hmm. But it's over now. <clears throat> that song always reminds me of Summers at the City Pool when I was like, I don't know, nine or ten. Because it, it I guess it was that when that song was popular mm-hmm. and they would always play mm-hmm. it in the summertime at, this, at the pool. So that, that song always takes me right back there. It's interesting. All right. So besides Roxette, um, what's a what's a band or album that you really love? The Doors. The Doors. Waiting for the Sun. Mm, yeah, I love the Doors too. I know. Yeah, yeah, you know that. And Dan hates the Doors. Does, does he hate them as well? Uh-huh. Oh God. <laughs> All right. After Dan hates the Beatles, we're going to do another podcast called Dan Hates the Doors. Mm. Me, you, and against him. I, know. I need some backup. Um, what's a movie that really affected you? Oh. Affected in a good way or in a any kind of way, but it really had an effect on you. Once upon a time in the West, like the old. Uh, yes. Okay, uh-huh. I haven't seen that. Sergio Leone. Leone, yeah. Uh-huh. I gotta watch that. I've heard about it. It's classic. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, so good. How did it affect you? Oh, it's affect me. Oh my god! Now I'm gonna sound like a psychopath. No, please. Ooh, go shit. Go on. Okay, because there's this scene mm-hmm. with the score was playing in the background by Ennio Morricone mm-hmm. when they introduced the character played by Henry Fonda. And you know, Harry Fonda at that one point always played like a good character. Mm-hmm. Have you seen 12 Angry Men? No. Okay, so, you know, he was like this good guy in the, yeah. in the 12 Angry Men. Yeah. But when they introduced him in a Once Upon a Time in the West... He was. They introduced him in a. It's funny. Uh, they introduced him as a bad guy in a Once Upon a Time in the West. Mm-hmm. But the way they introduced him, like so, they in, they introduced him, the cinematography. So it's so beautiful. Like the camera moves with the music by Ennio Morricone, and oh gosh, it's just so hard for me to describe it with my English. But when they introduce him with the music. I cry. Wow. And it's funny, he just, actually, he just killed a bunch of family in that movie. <laughs> yeah. That's why I feel like I'm psychopath when I oh. say this. Because it's just like the most beautiful scene ever. See, I, my voice cracks saying this yeah. because it's the most beautiful scene ever. Yeah. Just the cinematography. Yeah. yeah. And probably because of, it's the music. Yeah. All right, I got to watch that. Yes. Um, do you watch much TV nowadays? Not really, mm. but you can still ask me. What's questions. the best? What's the best TV show on right now? Right now, how about in the past? In the past, Lost. Lost. Mm-hmm. Okay, I never got into Lost, mm-hmm. but hey, everyone loves it. What's a book that uh, that you loved and would recommend to others? Sputnik Sweetheart by uh, Murakami. Okay. I like Murakami. Oh, really? Well, I've read uh, Norwegian Wood. Winebird Chronicles? I think I've only read Norwegian Wood. Okay. 
And I, but I really liked it. And I want to, I want to read all oh of his God. other movies. Yeah. yeah. Read Spanish Sweetheart or Weinberg Chronicles. Okay. Oh my God, it's so good. Done. And finally, what's something a person can do to improve their life and the world? Improv. Improv. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, why? Uh, guys, it, it teaches you to be free and not to worry about anything. Yeah. It's um, just, you know, how kids... Be, how kids playing with each other you know they don't discriminate and mm -hmm. they don't worry about anything mm -hmm. that's how improv is yeah you know there you go oh I, I forgot I also asked um, I need to ask who are your favorite improvisers either to watch or to oh. play with oh in a f just in the in the community in, oh in the community in the community that we in I guess in the, in the San Diego community who are the people that you really oh okay like? uh Okay, I'm gonna try to be. Uh, I don't want to mention people that I'm already. I love to watch Jessica Farber. Mm -hmm. She was so Jay Farb. Yeah, she, she's so funny. And one of my biggest compliment actually I got when I act so weird on stage, and someone said, "Wow, you remind me of Jessica Farber," and I was so flattered. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, Jessica Farber. Yeah. There mm -hmm. you go. Shout out Jay Farb. Meaty, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Um, this was, it was fun getting to know more detail about your life. It was really fun. Very rich life. You can see Meaty playing at FCI. You can see her on Terror Squad. You can see her on the Babysitter's Club. You can see her on the Dropouts. You can see her doing clown shows, musical shows. You can see her everywhere. All right, say hi. All right, that's it for the, for the deconstruction today. Bye.